Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I'm your host, James Murphy, aka Murph, and thank you so much for joining me for episode number 176 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Very excited to be here for today's episode. We have the first round, the wild card round, the wild card round of the NFL playoffs to discuss about today. And I'm very excited for that because there are a ton of good matchups. To be honest, there's actually two, right? Three interdivision or yeah, interdivision divisional rival games, right? Uh, Bengals and Ravens, AFC North, Bills, Dolphins, AFC East, and the San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks, NFC West. So a very good slate of games among Buccaneers, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants, Jaguars, and Chargers as well. So there's a plethora of good games to talk about for this coming weekend, and I'm very, very excited. Wildcard weekend starts tomorrow at 4.30, and I'm just going to jump right into it. If you guys haven't filled out a bracket yet here at Murph's Cartown Sports Shop, get your bracket in before 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you guys can't make it down to the shop, shoot me a message on social media at Murph's Card Town on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let me know what you want to pick. Talk to me. I'll help you fill out the bracket over social media through Messenger so you don't miss out. 
Each bracket is only $10. You can fill out as many as you want. You can fill out one. You can fill out 30 for all I care. The winner of the bracket, uh, what, what did I call it? The the NFL Playoff Tournament Madness, I think I called it. I forget what I called it, to be honest. It's it's going to be crazy. The pot's almost, I think, $200 right now, which is pretty awesome. And... Yeah, it's just super it's super exciting because last year I think all the brackets were eliminated before the title game, the like the AFC NFC title game because no one expected the Bengals to go on such a crazy run. This year, people have the Bengals in the AFC title game, people have them in the Super Bowl, of course in the divisional round. It is absolutely nuts. And you may be asking yourself, "Hey Murph, what if at the end there's no perfect brackets? Who gets the money? Who gets the money? It's going to go to charity." I don't know exactly what charity or organization just yet, but a charity will be getting the money, and I'm very excited for that. I might split it between a couple charities. I might just give it all to one. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm very excited for that, and I cannot wait. Hopefully, someone can win and win the money, but on the other hand, I'm hoping no one wins so the money can get donated as well. So it's a win-win all the way around, and again, only $10 a bracket. Very excited for that. And before I talk about each and every game, which I do want to dive into today in today's episode, which I will throughout the entirety of the NFL playoffs. Of course, next week, we're going to be talking about the divisional matchups. The week after that, we're going to be talking about the championship game matchups. But in today's episode, we have to talk about the wild card matchups. And before I do, now, I was at the gas station today, not getting gas. I was getting a nice cold refreshing beverage and I'm not a coffee drinker I'll drink tea like chai tea from time to time um, because I needed something to wake me up and I don't like coffee but coffee has a good amount of caffeine and I don't like monster or rock stars or those energy drinks just because of all the sugar and all the sodium and all the just garbage that's in those drinks it's so unhealthy for you however I used to drink bang a little bit you know like the bang energy drinks that you see a lot of uh, uh, video game streamers drink and it has 400 milligrams of caffeine. I mean, that's way too much. That is way, way, way too much. Has, um, I think there's some sodium in that one as well. Plus the 400 milligrams. It just gives you a massive headache. And I haven't tried. There's a couple other ones out there, but I'm a big fan of C4. I have one right here. I got went to the gas station. Two for 450. I think that's a great deal. It has zero calories, zero total fat, zero sodium, zero carbs, zero sugar, zero added sugar, zero protein. So it's just, across the board, a healthy drink. It's like flavored water doused with caffeine, pretty much what it is. And the reason why I want to talk about this one today is because you guys come to the shop, Murph's Cartown Sports Shop, you oftentimes see me drinking one because I need the juice. I need the energy. I'm working like 10 hours a day. And I'm not trying to brag, and I'm not trying to say that's a lot, but I'm just saying, 10 hours a day, six days a week, it adds up fast. So when I was at the gas station, I saw the orange creamsicle i was like oh i love that flavor because the the gas station across the street has a good selection of flavors the cvs has like two flavors so i try not to go there plus it's like two for 550 whatever you know save a buck save a buck ride a cow i don't know I, i was trying to be funny this is how tired i am right now so this isn't sponsored by c4 of course but um i got a new flavor a flavor i've seen but i've never tried it before and it's midnight cherry now, I'm almost positive I've tried the whole slate of C4 drinks, the uh, Starburst, the Skittles, the Orange Cream Skull, the Blue Bombsicle, the Grape. Haven't tried the Midnight Cherry. Now, Mrs. Murph is more of a cherry gal. 
that I am a cherry guy. However, we're going to try it here for the first time together. I'm excited for it. I have no idea what to expect. I'm not the biggest cherry fan. Like, I like cherries on top of, like, my sundaes and such, but I'm not, like, a black cherry kind of guy. I'm not a big fan of, like, you know, cherry-flavored stuff. So here we go. We're going to get to hear the crack. That was a good crack. That was a good crack. You can hear that. I don't know if it got picked up or not, but here we go. Smells good. Smells like cherry. It's all right. I mean, it reminds me of um, the Starburst flavor, which I think the Starburst flavor is red, and the red is kind of, you know, kind of going size with the cherry. I mean, it honestly just tastes like the Starburst flavor, if I'm really being honest. Let me have one more sip to confirm that. Yeah, it tastes just like the Starburst one. A little stronger on the cherry side, but it's almost the exact exact same thing. So that's what I'm going to be drinking with throughout the podcast today, just to, again, help wake me up. There's only 200 milligrams of caffeine in this drink hopefully that that should be plenty enough for me to kind of get going throughout the course of the day hopefully i don't need to resort to the second one that would be a little bit of a disaster but before i jump into the playoffs i know people you know i said that once the patriots is over i'll talk about the bruins and the celtics well celtics won last night against the nets whip de doo they didn't have kd should be a win right bruins lost to the kraken last night three nothing kraken they sucked last year Boy, are they a sneaky team this year. Holy crap. I definitely would love to. I don't. I know I've definitely told this story before. I know I've definitely told this story before, and I'm going to tell it again. And it's all. It starts way before the Seattle Kraken's inception. And I'm very proud of this story, to be honest. I really, really am. So it was. I want to say it was 2016 that the NHL just. Or I forget when, because it was when I was in college. It was my sophomore year so that would have been 16 17 and the nhl was gearing up to expand to 31 teams with the vegas golden knights playing their first inaugural season in 2017 18 season that was the year they had that historic run for an expansion team well no league is just going to stick to 31 teams right i mean you just look at league history whether it's the nba the nhl nfl or even the mlb if they in and if they incept one, a second is on its way. That's just kind of the nature of it. So what I wanted to do with a couple classmates of mine was because we had a we had to do a project. I forget what the topic of the project was. However, our topic, our project was possible expansion cities for the NHL for a 32nd NHL team because Vegas already was getting uh, the 31st team. So, you know, just by law. I don't want to say by law, but, you know, just letter of the, the letter. I don't know, whatever I'm trying to say. They were going to expand to 32 is basically what I'm trying to say. And my project was to come up with possible expansion cities, why these cities make sense, why a team should go there, why the league should expand to 32, and why they should expand to the city. And there was tons of cities on, on the market. There was, I think, Seattle, obviously. I want to say there was Portland, um, I think Utah was on there, um, like, you know, Salt Lake City. Uh, Alaska might have even been on there as well. Um, it was a lot of Western teams. Why Western? Because like most leagues, the East Coast is dominant with teams. You just look at any NHL, NFL, NBA, or MLB app. There's Boston, New York, there's D.C., there's Philly, Pittsburgh. Um, there's just... 
all cluttered in the East Coast region. Then you go down to Florida, too. You got Miami, Tampa, you know, Atlanta. So there's just a ton of teams on the East Coast. So I thought, hey, I think the West Coast would be a great idea. You already have Vegas going out West. Kind of throws off the balance out there. I think the 32nd team should also go out there. So long story short, we talk about the possible cities and such and why these cities would make sense. Any of them really would make sense. Then the second project that I had to do was actually come up with a product, a brand for sport management. Because that's the, that was the program I was in. So me and it was only one classmate at this point. We had to come up with a brand. What was that brand? The 32nd NHL team based wherever. We ended up choosing Seattle. Why did we choose choose Seattle? They have a good his history of hockey, especially the NHL, in Seattle with the Seattle Metropolitans, I believe, like 50, 60 years ago. They've had countless, I think, a WHL team, minor league teams out there. There's a good history of hockey over there. Plus, Vancouver is kind of isolated. Yeah, you got the other Canadian teams. You got Calgary, Edmonton, you know, Winnipeg, a little off to the east of Vancouver. But Vancouver and Seattle are so close to each other. They really are. And I think that's why if the NFL was to ever expand, I think bringing a team to Portland, I know I'm getting, going on a tangent here or getting distracted. I think Portland would be a great city. They have the Timberwolves. Uh, not the Timberwolves, I'm sorry. They have the Trailblazers, excuse me. They have a soccer team too. I think this is the Portland Timbers. Yeah, see, that's where I got confused. Timbers, Timberwolves. And I think a football team would go great there. It would give Seattle a close rival because the Seattle Seahawks are close to nobody out there in the Pacific Northwest. So going back to the hockey one, right? I thought that Seattle would be a great fit. You have a team in Vancouver, so it gives it a close rival. There's already a history of hockey in Seattle. Seattle currently has a baseball team and a football team. They once had a basketball team, so they it has been shown to support three professional sports teams. The reason why the Supersonics left is because of the new owner wanted to completely hit the ground, you know, tear everything down and start with the studs and doing so move to Oklahoma City. So it made all the sense in the world. And that's what we ran with. And, you know, we had ideas. We had different ideas for names. One was the Seattle Metropolitans, you know, like the old school name. And then there was, um, I don't even remember the other team names, to be honest. I just remember the Metropolitans was the one that we stuck to. But part of our brand was having a poll, inter- you know, out there to the uh, citizens of Seattle. Be like, what would you like your team name to be? And, you know, we just had to create, again, we had to create the brand. And we ran with the Seattle Metropolitans. A couple years later from that, I think it was like 2019, right? Seattle uh, is announced to have a 32nd NHL team. And I'm like, holy crap. I, ah, I did that. Obviously, they did not take my project at all and used it and ran with it. Of course not. And then when the name got out that was released, that was the Kraken. I was really hoping that they would go with the Metropolitans. That would have been really full circle. But they chose the Seattle Kraken, which was not one of my team names on like the little poll thing for the, you know, the hypothetical poll in my project for the citizens of Seattle. So there's that long story short, or I guess long story long, about the Seattle expansion team for the, for the NHL. I know I've talked about it before, but I figured there's new listeners would love to recap it, especially since the Seattle Kraken just beat the Boston Bruins at the TD Garden 3-0. And that is the first regulation loss on home ice for the Bruins. Bruins, by the way, excuse me. The first regulation loss for the Bruins at the Garden. Comes to the Seattle Kraken. 
the newest team, 32nd uh, team in the NHL. I thought it was just ironic. Anyways, ah, get a sip of that midnight cherry. All right, where should we start? Should we start with the NFC or the AFC? Hmm. I'm going to go AFC just because I think that Jaguars-Chargers game is juicy. I really think it's juicy. Now, I'm not going to go over, all right, I think this team's going to win, and they're going to play against Kansas City, and then Kansas City's going to beat them. I'm not only talking about the wild card round. Now, both teams are relatively healthy. Chargers were hit big time with the injury bug over the course of the season. They appear to be much, much more healthier. Obviously, Mike Williams, always question marks with Mike Williams. You know, the brackets that I've seen been filled out here at the shop really are favoring the Chargers, but there are a few that are picking the Jaguars. Jaguars are no joke. I really don't think so. But if I'm looking at the team as a whole, I'm picking, like, you know, I don't say I'm picking, but I think the Chargers have a more NFL playoff ready team and a team built to win now. I think the Jaguars are still on the up and up. I think they're a year too early to be, I don't want to say seriously competitive because they're super hot right now, so you have to take them seriously. But, like, I just, I think Herbert's better than Lawrence. Eckler's better than ETN. Keenan Allen is better than Christian Kirk. So it's like a lot of it, it favors the Chargers. Like the coaching, obviously, you know, Jaguars get the edge there. Defense, Jags have had a good defense this year. But again, I'm going to favor the Chargers with Derwin James and Nick Bosa. Uh, Right, Nick Bosa? Yeah, no, Joey Bosa, sorry. Joey Bosa, again, you know, it's a good team in L.A. And they started off slow and they've also picked up the pace and they've become a very hot team over the course of, you know, the back half of the NFL season. I really do like this matchup a lot. I really do think that this matchup has a strong case to be the most intriguing. Just because you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, if Baltimore doesn't have Lamar or Tyler Huntley, Bengals should win, right? You know, if Miami doesn't have Tua, Buffalo should win. You know, Seattle, people saying Seattle shouldn't even be there. San Francisco so hot. Brock Purdy, oh, Brock Purdy! So they're going to pick San Francisco. Minnesota over the Giants has some intrigue. You know, that's the conversation to talk about. And then, of course, the you know, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, that's going to be its own conversation with uh, its wagon of fans that that game's going to have. But, you know, this Chargers-Jacksonville game, you know, really has a lot of meat on the bone to talk about. And I'm really excited to see two top-tier young quarterbacks finally get their chance in the playoffs. Justin Herbert getting his shot here in year three. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, maybe a year early. People thought the Colts were going to win the division. People thought the Titans were going to win the division. No, no, no. The Jacksonville Jaguars ended up winning the division. And I think that says something about that team, that structure, the coaching, the offense, the defense. And, of course, at the helm of the offense is the quarterback in Lawrence. And he took big strides this year. And people absolutely love that. Not only in the sports card market, but just in general. And I'm really excited to see uh, Justin Herbert play in his first playoff game. Should have made it last year. People have so much invested in both of these guys, Herbert specifically, and why? Why? You know, what has he done to prove that he deserves his car, his one-of-one one logo shield to be over a million dollars? What has he done? This is his chance to prove that he can do whatever he needs to do, that he needs to do in order to kind of back up what his cards are selling for, right, what the value of his cards are. So with all that on the table... What I, or who I'm going to be picking, is going to be the underdogs by seed, the Los Angeles Chargers, or a lot of people calling them, uh, what is it, the Los Diego, right? Los Diego Chargers, something like that, because of the San Diego ties. I think that's kind of funny, Los Diego Chargers. And I'm going to be picking them to win. I'm not going to give you a score. I could care less about the score. Um, obviously, when we get to the Super Bowl, you know, scores will matter then. But yes, 
picking the Chargers over the Jaguars. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't see it being a blowout in any way, shape, or form. The only way that I see it possibly turning into a blowout is if the Jaguars can't keep up with the Chargers' offense. That's the only thing I, I see it being a blowout. And I don't see it being an early blowout, like first half. Like, it's already 21-0, you know, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Like, I, I see it kind of maybe, you know, the Jags have to go for it on fourth down because they're down by 16 points and there's still eight minutes to go. They don't get the ball, and then the Chargers get a touchdown, and next thing you know, they're up by 23. So, you know, so, stuff like that. That's how I can kind of see it getting out of, out of hand. But, yes, Chargers over the Jaguars. Moving over to the Bengals and the Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Again, if Lamar's not going to play, Tyler Huntley more than likely not going to play, but again, could play. It's going to be really tough for the Ravens to do anything because the Bengals, in my opinion, are just a better team all in all through and through. It, it just, this kind of just goes back to the whole reason, you know, what I was saying at the beginning of the year on why the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson looked like an MVP at the beginning of the season, especially when he was playing the Patriots. He looked like he was on a crash course to win MVP. He slows down. He goes through a little lumps and whatever. He still looks good from time to time. And then he gets injured. And then Huntley kind of comes in, and they're still winning games with Tyler Huntley. He does literally everything Lamar does. He's just not as, I don't want to say he's not as fast, but he's not as agile. His change of direction isn't good. He's not as skilled as a ball carrier as Lamar is but literally if Lamar is 1A Hunley I'd say is like you know 2A right or maybe 1C something like that like it's really not that far off you know Lamar was improving as a passer this year but again how could you give someone a quarter of a billion dollars over the course of however many years five six years four five six years and they're not on the field and you need him on the field for this game if you want any shot to win and the fact that he wasn't on the field, and you're still able to win some games and still make the playoffs, you know, unfortunately, you lost the division, but you still have a chance in the playoffs. You can get the same level of production out of Tyler Huntley. That's just the fa- that's just a fact. You can get the same level of production. Obviously, you know, if you have an elite wide receiver, that would help. The elite offensive line would really help. The defense, of course, would help. And I think the Ravens have a really good roster top to bottom. Would I say a win-now roster? Eh, I'd say so. But not like, you know, the 49ers at the beginning of the season, before they got McCaffrey. That was a Super Bowl-ready roster. You had Nick Bosa. You had Debo Samuel. You had Trent Williams' left tackle, a good offensive line. You had Fred Warner in the middle, good defense. That was a Super Bowl-ready roster. By the way, a team that was just in the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago, let's not forget. That was a Super Bowl-ready roster, whether it was Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. Then, you know, you take Trey Lance out, you put in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been to the Super Bowl, who has a really good uh, winning percentage in his career, and knows how to game manage and win games. Then you take him out, you put in Brock Purdy, you still have that same Super Bowl-ready roster, plus Christian McCaffrey, and you know, you're off to the races. Next thing you know, you win like the next 10 straight games or whatever the hell it was to end the season for them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So I just, I said this at the beginning of the season. Baltimore doesn't want to trade, uh, extend Lamar Jackson because of the injury concerns. We saw it last year. He missed some time. We saw it this year, him missing time. It's just, that's just the nature of it. That is just the absolute nature of a mobile quarterback like him, like a running quarterback, a scrambler. I've said this on the podcast time and time again. Look at the past Super Bowls and tell me who was the last scrambling quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Um... Russell Wilson in 2013, but now look at him. He's a pocket quarterback. You know, again, these quarterbacks, Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers, they're pass-first guys. They like to be in the pocket, but can they scramble, extend plays, and use their legs to the their team's benefit? Yeah, they can, and that's the biggest difference between a winning quarterback, like a winning, a championship-winning quarterback, and a, you know, looking good in the in the regular season, get you the playoffs, but you can't win that big game. Lamar is 1-2 in the playoffs. So, I mean, I know I just kind of went on this whole divergent conversation about Lamar Jackson. Well, anyways, at the end of the day, I'm picking the Bengals to win against the Ravens in this game. I think the Bengals, just top to bottom, have all the firepower to take any kind of punch that the Ravens can give them. Defense, they look good. The offensive line has figured it out for the Ra- uh, for the Bengals. I think this game could get ugly and ugly fast, especially even if Tyler Huntley plays. This game could get ugly fast. If Tyler Huntley is there, it does help a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think it's futile. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. Tua, I think on Monday, I haven't heard any reports yet that he's going to be green to go. I don't think so. Concussion protocol, second, third concussion of the year. Really, really tough. It's going to be tough for the Dolphins. I mean, they have a good team, great wide receivers, good running back duo. Defense is really good. Will they be able to slow down the Buffalo Bills and their emotional surge of energy that they have from DeMar Hamlin and his injury to his recovery and now his discharge? You know, a lot of people are picking the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl anyways, you know, regardless of what happened even beforehand. I think the Buffalo Bills have a really good shot at, at making some noise. They do not have an easy path, though. This first round, don't let, don't let you know, the Dolphins fool you. That seven seed fool you. Dolphins were 8-3 and three at one point. They've slipped, they slide, but hey, they still have a really good team. And when it comes to the playoffs, all you need is one good game. But if the Buffalo Bills want to make it to the Super Bowl, they got to beat Miami, more than likely have to beat Cincinnati. And then whoever comes out of, you know, that, you know, Kansas City route, they might have to beat Kansas City too at a neutral site, you know, for that matter. So Buffalo Bills have a really tough hill up ahead. But if any team could kind of conquer adversity, I think it's them. I think it's them. I think they'll be able to really hit the ground running against Seattle. Uh, I guess, you know, talking about running, they don't have a run game. James Cook has looked nice. Devin Singletary has had good moments, but he's also had some fumbling issues as of late. It's going to be really interesting to see how Buffalo can kind of get to the Super Bowl, right? Go through Miami, go through Cincinnati, and maybe Kansas City. It's going to be a difficult challenge, but again, I think they're up to it. I think they have the energy, and I think that they have the determination, the motivation, and the emotion behind them to do it so if Tua was playing let's say hypothetically saying he was playing I'd probably still pick Buffalo 
but it would be a much closer game and Miami would actually have a shot because Tua looked really good. MVP-ish, you know, obviously nowhere close, but he had MVP moments. He put up some good stats this year. But if you're going Teddy Bridgewater or maybe even Skylar Thompson, it's just going to be really tough because those guys just, they're not they're not that Tua's worldly better, but they're not Tua. And I think just look at what Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills did to the Patriots. Offense was dormant all game. 50-yard touchdown, 40-yard touchdown, 14 points in a blink of an eye. You know, those two kick return touchdowns, you know, it doesn't always happen, but it happens. So they can win games. Offense, clearly. Defense, they got really good players. Even without Von Miller, they have really good players on defense. And then, of course, on special teams that they showed knocking the Pats out of the playoffs. So Buffalo Bills are going to get my vote here. I think it's going to be, I don't want to say uh, a slaughtering kind of a game, but this is a game that could get out of hand very fast, very quickly, especially if Buffalo is just in total command and Teddy Bridgewater, who is a capable quarterback, who is a good quarterback still, but especially if he's not able to break down that Buffalo Bills defense, put good drives together and put up points on almost every possession because the Bills have shown that they can do that. Let's, I want to save the Buccaneers-Dallas game for last. So I'm going to start with the 2-7 matchup in the NFC. I'm going to start with the 49ers and the Seahawks. No one expected the Seahawks to be here. Nobody expected the Seahawks to be here. Uh, San Francisco, again, I already talked about them. Super Bowl-ready roster from day one. They've really put it together. Slow start to the season, but they really figured it out. You know, basically all second half of the season. I do like where the 49ers are at right now. I think this is a really good game for them. I don't see them slipping up here against the Seattle Seahawks at all. Could Seattle put up a fight? Of course they could. They got an all right defense. They got a you know good running game in Ken Walker. Wide receivers, DK and Tyler Lockett, two of the best receivers, you know, across the board. It's all gonna come down to the quarterback play for both teams, really. No one expected the 49ers to be here, especially when Jimmy G went down. They're putting in Mr. Irrelevant and he's winning all these games. And now they're the two seed in the playoffs. And then you put Geno Smith, you know, who's like a what, 30-year-old veteran who hasn't started in like five years, with the exception of maybe like a game or two. And he's a full-time starter and he leads them to the playoffs. Granted, the Seahawks, you know, they have fallen off a little bit this year, but they're still a good team all in all. I think really this game is going to come down to who the better quarterback is. And we've seen a lot of Brock Purdy. You know, we've seen a lot of Brock Purdy this year uh, play well. The highlights, all the hype, especially in the card market. Oh, my God, the market of him. It, right now in in the hobby is absolutely crazy but this is the playoffs this is a completely different animal he's not seen anything like this he's not experienced anything like this and then again in a vacuum neither has geno smith except you know when he's been backing up russell wilson in seattle you know if geno smith is the better quarterback when do they play they play tomorrow i think the first game tomorrow if geno smith is the better quarterback i would not be surprised if the seahawks can pull it out now, I don't think that they will. I don't I don't think the Seahawks are going to win. I'm actually going to pick the 49ers here just because even if you get a you know an A-plus performance out of Geno Smith and a B-minus performance out of Brock Purdy, I still think that the offense and the defense of both the 49ers will outweigh what Seattle can offer Geno Smith in support. You know, like I said, you know, even if Geno Smith gives you that A-plus performance, you know, what if like Ken Walker fumbles the ball? You know, that's not his, that's not Geno Smith's fault, but let's say he fumbles the ball and gives the 49ers an extra possession. And then they just, you know, run it down their throw with Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. You know, Eli Mitchell's now healthy. So now they got two good running backs. You know, it's a lot for Seattle to face. Could they do it? Yeah, of course they can do it, but it's going to be tough. So I guess, like I mentioned, I will be picking the San Francisco 49ers in this matchup. 
Moving over to the Minnesota Vikings. Shockingly enough, winning the NFC North. I don't want to say shockingly, but they're hosting the New York Giants. You know, no one, I guess with Devontae Adams kind of out in Green Bay, people expected the Packers to take a huge step back, and they did. They were, what, 3-7 and seven at one point, and then they fought all the way back to possibly sneaking in as a wild card team. I don't, you know, who's the next best team? Not Detroit, not Chicago. So it was kind of by default people were picking the Vikings to win the NFC North and even the Packers to a degree because of Aaron Rodgers. But the Minnesota Vikings looked like a good team all year round. Giants, on the other hand, they've had their ups and downs, but they're led by a great coach who has the support and, you know, the, the, he has everything going for him right now. He has the support of his team. His team believes in him. The team listens to him and the team is bought into him. I think the Giants could really kind of mess things up in the playoffs by knocking off the Vikings first. I guess like the uh, 49ers Seahawks game, it's going to come down to who can play better quarterback. Kirk Cousins looked good this year, but it's known to kind of suck in primetime games. Daniel Jones had a slow start to his career. He looks really good this year. Well, how will he be able to perform in his first playoff start, in his first playoff game? Is he going to shit the bed? So it's going to be really interesting to see what these vulnerable quarterbacks look like in this game, in this big stage game. And of course, the Vikings have more offensive firepower than the Giants. But again, the Giants are a good, well-rounded team. It's going to be really, really interesting. Again, which quarterback will play better? Is Kirk Cousins going to throw two, three interceptions? Is Daniel Jones going to have like a 45 completion percentage, a 45% completion percentage? Who knows? Who effing knows? I mean, I I see where the Vikings could win, and that's just by putting up 45 points. I can see where the Giants win, and it's a 13-10 to 10 kind of a game because they have the defense to do that, and their defense has been playing very well as of late. You know, at the end of it, in a, you know, when I look at this matchup, I am picking the Vikings, but, but, but as much as I hate the Giants, I do see a scenario, I do see a world where the Giants could win. I really do. I mean, again, if it's a 45, you know, if it's a high-scoring game, I think the Vikings will, will will be able to keep up, you know, especially, you know, Kirk Cousins, the gunslinger that he is, Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in football, Hawkinson, top three tight end in football, Thielen, who's still a really good wide receiver, Dalvin Cook, top five running back maybe in this league. So they have all the firepower to do it, but they're one Kirk Cousins interception away from losing. And that's where I think, you know, that 13-10 to 10 kind of a game, that, that, you know, that trench battle favors the Giants. So I'm going to fa- I'm going to pick the Vikings here, but again, I would not be surprised if the Giants win this game at all. Not many brackets are picking the Giants here at the shop, but don't be surprised, don't be surprised. Again, who will be the better quarterback that game? All right. The final game. This is the Monday night game I believe for Super Wild Card weekend is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. A matchup that we saw at the beginning of the season. I believe it was Sunday Night Football we saw them, I think. I kind of forget all those weeks ago, back in week one. And Buccaneers won. So the Buccaneers are proven to beat the Cowboys. However, we're, what, four months from that? Things have changed. Dallas got a little resurgence at the wide receiver spot with T.Y. Hilton. The, uh, the Buccaneers have, you know, have had huge losses on the offensive line been hit big time with the injury bug although they are getting minorly healthy but again as i mentioned before this is a one game season the regular season doesn't mean nothing the cowboys were what 12 and 5 or 11 and 6, whatever the hell they were 
and the Buccaneers were 8-9, does not matter. Absolutely does not matter. We've seen Tom Brady do this before. You know, whether he's underdog, overdogs, or I guess underdogs and favorites, he can win it no matter what. And are the Cowboys that good to stop Tom Brady in the playoffs? I mean, Cowboys have a good defense. They have a good offense, good quarterback, good wide receivers, a great running back tandem. But I'm not sold because they're A, prone to choking. We saw it last year. We saw it the year before. And it's, again, a lot of people here are picking the Bucks. You know, they're, you know, I would say 50-50, Bucks-Cowboys, Bucks-Cowboys. But it's so hard to bet against Tom Brady. It really, really is. Now, if he goes up against Philadelphia in the divisional round, different story. Some people are sold that Philly is just a team of destiny. Some people aren't sold yet that they're also a year too early. Had a, a tremendous start to the regular season. Really slowed down, you know, towards the middle and the back half of the schedule. That they're a vulnerable team too if they face a good team. Could the Buccaneers be that team that can knock them off? Hey, maybe. Maybe. But we're thinking a little too far ahead here. I really do like this matchup between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. You know, I'd say they're two very, very equivalent teams. Again, records may not show that. But again, show me where the, the, the Cowboys have a true advantage. Yes, I'll give you the running game. Buccaneers have no running game, and that's going to be their absolute death, is not being able to run the ball. Third and two, second and three, not being able to pick up that first down via the run. Always having to pass. Brady throwing the ball 40, 50, 60 times a game. It may bite them in the ass. It could. But again, if I'm going to trust a quarterback to throw 60 times a game with no running game, Tom Brady is top of that list. You know, maybe Mahomes, but Brady is at the top of that list that I trust to be able to win you a playoff game without a running game. And, you know, listen, I see both sides. I see the Buccaneers winning a shootout. I see the Buccaneers winning a grind-out game. I see the Cowboys winning a shootout. Do I see them winning a grinded-out game, a game that's one in the trenches? Again, a 13-10 to 10 kind of game? I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's really going to be a good game. I'm glad this one's on Monday. I'm really glad this one's on Monday to, to really wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend because I think this game has, I don't know if this will be the best game, but I think this game has the most intrigue because you have all those Cowboy fans, you know, whether they're bandwagon fans or whether there's, you know, because their dads were Cowboys fans from the 90s or whatever it may be. You have all those guys rooting for the Cowboys and rooting not to be disappointed for the umpteenth time in a row. And then you got all the bandwagon Buccaneers fans because Tom Brady went down to Tampa, such as myself. I'm a Buccaneers fan solely because of Tom Brady. Well, I'm more of a Tom Brady fan. And then, like I said, you got those Tom Brady fans who just like Tom Brady. You know, wherever he goes, you know, Tom Brady, Oakland, Miami, wherever, or Vegas, I should say. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady fan. You know, you have really two strong fan bases, the Brady fan base and the, and the Cowboys fan base. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see, you know, kind of clash and go after each other. So, again, people are picking the Cowboys. People are picking the Buccaneers. Me, personally, I've been saying this for a long time, and people have laughed at me. But I'm picking the Buccaneers in, to win this game. I've said I got the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl for about two, three months now. And I still do believe that. And I could obviously still tell you how that could happen. But I'm not gonna I'm not here to talk about how, you know, they're gonna beat the the Eagles next round, who they might not even face because the Giants upset the Vikings, whatever. And, you know, we'll worry about that come next weekend for the divisional round. But for the Super Wild Card weekend, I got the Buccaneers winning against Dallas. So just a quick recap. I got the Los Diegos Chargers winning against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got the Bengals decimating the Ravens. Buffalo Bills beating the Miami Dolphins. The San Francisco 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks. Again, best quarterback will win that game, I think. Also, with the Vikings and Giants, where I do have the Vikings beating the Giants, I do believe 
better quarterback will win that game as well. And then I have the Buccaneers beating the Dallas Cowboys to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know why I keep doing that, but I absolutely love saying it like that. So that is my wild I guess I'm saying it. That is my first round wild card weekend predictions. Those are the six matchups. I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to watch these games. I cannot wait to watch the playoffs. Very excited. Who are you looking forward to the most? Whether it's a team, a player, players, teams, whatever it may be. What are you looking for out of the playoffs? Do you want to see a Justin Herbert win a couple rounds? Do you want to see the Buffalo Bills take that emotion from the whole DeMar Hamlin situation and really go out and win a storybook Super Bowl? Right, That would be a, a, such a, a script out of Disney. If, if they're able to do that. Or do you want to see you know Tom Brady and the Buccaneers conquer all odds and challenges and win another Super Bowl? Or are we rooting for Brock Purdy to go on and win a Super Bowl because he's Mr. Irrelevant and no one cared about him two, three months ago? But now all of a sudden, everybody does. So many different storylines that we're going to face this weekend. And we're going to read about, I guess, on Tuesday morning, right? I guess after Super Wild Card Weekend. Very excited. Very, very excited. Me, I just want good games. I hate blowout games and winner go home games. Like the the TCU Georgia national championship game was a train wreck to watch. I hate blowouts. I absolutely I want whether it's 45-45 or, you know, 10 to 10 kind of games. Just want a close one to two score games down to the wire. Make all 60 minutes meaningful. It's the playoffs. I want blood, sweat, tears, and emotions all on the line for all 60 minutes. I don't want the last quarter to just be a formality, right? You guys know what I'm saying. I want good games no matter what the results are. And speaking of results, again, you have until 4.30 tomorrow, 4.30 Saturday, January 14th, to get your brackets submitted for the Murph's Car Town NFL Playoff Bracket Madness, whatever it's called, right? I don't really remember. Uh, winner gets all the money in the pot, $10 per bracket. You can fill out as many brackets as you want. Again, $10 per bracket. If nobody wins, if there are no perfect brackets after the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl because nobody picked them to win, all the money will get donated to charity. However, let's say the, the Bills win the Super Bowl and three people had perfect brackets, the money will either be divided evenly amongst those three um three people or the three brackets i should say or what i've been doing is i've been asking for super bowl scores for a tiebreaker which i will put out a poll today later today here on friday the 13th and i just realized it's friday the 13th am i wearing green i am not okay Whew. i don't know if you guys are superstitious mrs murph really is okay i'm not wearing green all right is it green or orange is it green or orange you're not supposed to wear i think it's green now nah, whatever uh <laughs> whatever right uh what was i saying Oh, yeah. So um, so let's say the Super Bowl score, right, is 30 to 28. That is a combined score of 58 points. Let's say your Super Bowl score prediction was 32 to 26. That is also 58. So you would win. But let's say you had a score of 40 to 20 and your combined score is 60. Unless another bracket predicted a score that adds up to be closer to 58 than your 60, then you would win. So I'm going to put out a poll today to see what people want to do to differentiate a potential tiebreaker if we face one. However, just message me if you cannot make it to the shop. Message me if you want to fill out a bracket. I will help you do so. If you can make it to the shop between now and 4.30 Eastern on Saturday the 14th, fill out a bracket here at Merv's Cartown Sports Shop. It's going to be super, super fun. You're not going to want to miss out. And yes, for those that may be asking, 
I will be doing this for March Madness as well, just like last year. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode, guys. I really appreciate your love and support. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and, of course, enjoying on all audio-only platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. So thank you so much, again, for downloading, listening, and, of course, enjoying. And if you listen to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button. Comment down below any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, predictions maybe you have or things you're looking for ahead of the playoffs. Leave those down in the comment section below as I cannot wait to read and reply to any and all comments. And of course, while you're down there, please consider hitting that giant red subscribe button as I'll greatly appreciate the love and support. You can find me on social media at Cartown on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. I'm very excited for this weekend as I hope you guys are as well. I cannot wait for the super wild card weekend. But I, I cannot wait to talk about the results and I cannot wait to talk about the divisional round on next Friday for episode number 177. But between now and then, guys, you know that I love you and I will always... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I almost messed up the outro. You guys know that I love you and I will always, always see you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.